0: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's a Friday. Friday for the markets, the 28th of January, 2022. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. Cara, you're here. How are you?
1: I'm good. It was a funny old week with that break in the middle and yep. then that big sell-off that we saw yesterday, but a bit of a rebound today, up 2% on the SX200, so... Looks like people were wanting to buy the dip.
0: Well, I think it might be still too early to call that <laughs> because if you consider week-to-date, we're still down by 2.6%. But there definitely was a change in sentiment here locally today. I think around the region as well. I mean, in Japan, we saw uh, you know, the Nikkei really rebounding as well. Uh, many people putting it down to the Apple result, just spurring some enthusiasm. I mean, U.S. quarterlies have been good in terms of earnings as a general rule. And just, I mean, there was the, – it, it was so negative for yeah. for so many days in a row that, um, you know, many people saying the market was due for a bounce. Is that what you've been hearing? Yeah, ish, I guess the question is, is it a dead cat
1: bounce yeah. at this point? I mean, speaking to Gary Glover from Nova's Capital this week, we looked at historical charts on, on corrections on the NASDAQ and this is how it trades. When you see a big correction, you see a bit of a bounce and then it's the next leg lower mm-hmm. and it just forms that pattern. So.
0: Everybody has a view, right? I spoke with Shane Oliver to end the week, and it's always our weekly catch up. And he said, yes, markets were due for a bit of a bounce. He does expect more volatility to continue, but it's his view that even as policy rates start to normalize, you know, to a new normal, Uh, that unless they trigger a recession, which he does not see in the future, he is still quite bullish on equities. He still thinks that equities are a good place to be and they will continue to trend higher. That being said, there will be more volatility.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think we are now in a tightening cycle, but even if rates hit 2.5%, we're not in a tight monetary policy environment. Those rates are still fairly neutral. So there is still a bit of room to play, I think, for these equity markets. Um, But we did have a chat today with Chris Conway from Marcus today, and he said it's all about going back to basics. So ticking those boxes in terms of companies that got a competitive advantage, advantage, quality businesses, uh, and that's a buy, hold, sell for today. That was
0: aristocrat leisure that he had on his list. Good. I had a... Bye, bye, bye to end the day with Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool, all about the retailers because we did have some news out from Australian retailers this week. Kogan comes to mind. That January update just trashed its share price, to be honest. And even today, on a day that we saw a lot of the consumer discretionary names doing very well, Kogan was down a further half of 1%. So I asked Scott, you know, is he just holding on with bloody knuckles for what? He explains um, but we do get retail sales out in Australia tomorrow, or not tomorrow next week. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cara. Uh, I think we do, but of course it is RBA next it week, is.
1: isn't it? That's the big week. It's the first meeting of the year, so we've had we've heard, we've had the Fed and what they have to say. So, mm-hmm. well, you've got to say that the RBA maybe. has
0: to change its tune. Well, they have
1: to, surely. Last I we mean, heard,
0: it was still 2024.
1: People are calling for rate hikes in May. Yes. If they're coming that soon, yes. then. They have to change the rhetoric. QE's done
0: and dusted. I think Annette has a a view in the COB newsletter form. If you don't subscribe, it's always worth it for the views. Um, But yeah, there is the meeting. And then there is Phil Lowe addressing the National Press Club. And there is always Q&A. So how um, polite, how harsh. (laughs) Um, It'll be interesting to see the tone that is set. Because there there needs to be some sort of a shift in communication coming from the RBA. So next week is live. Next week's also live, Cara, because US yes, non farms. And it was Powell talking about the very, very strong jobs market. Yeah. That really sparked the capitulation on Wall Street and in the bond market yesterday. So um Wednesday in the States, because he, he was just giving himself and the Fed lots of room to move and at a quicker pace if that jobs market holds up.
1: Yeah. So, a lot on the docket to keep markets volatile, I guess. One of the other things that hasn't done well this week is the Australian dollar, it fell considerably yesterday, just sitting around that 70-30 handle. So I guess inv- investors aren't convinced in the currency market that we are going to see this tightening come through from the RBA and it's it's mm. going to be the Fed that's going
0: to win out. That's interesting. But I guess there's just, you know, you'd be standing in front of a a moving track to, to get in yeah. front of the US dollar, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. A dollar index this week is... Yeah, The move has been significant. I mean, a bit of outflow in gold, but, but that dollar index is, is, has looked fairly strong.
0: Okay. Well, that's uh, your bread and butter currencies. Let me just take people through some of the movers of today. Um, we've had a couple of companies updating after the market closed. I'll let you go look at them yourself. We saw Insignia Financial doing pretty well after it was called cheap, according to Morgans. And that was up by 8.5% today. Premier Investments building on yesterday's gains after it uh, yeah said that sales are going really well there. It stood in such stark contrast to Kogan. And Champion Iron. We saw Iron Ore futures rising today. And uh, Champion Iron had its price target lifted more than 8% by Citi. On the flip side of things, though, we did have... Uh, we had a few quarterlies. You know, that was another thing that happened this week, those mining quarterlies. Remelius was out, Newcrest. All are getting hit very hard off the back of that, but I think to your earlier point, both in the gold space as well... Um, So that's a bit of an explanation there. We'll get some more quarterlies, but we will start to get some more company reports. The start of reporting season. It's very anemic next week, just News Corp, REA and Amcor. But with Amcor in particular, you're going to hear about supply chains, I think, and you're going to hear about input costs, all the big themes coming from US reporting season.
1: Yeah, exactly. Another one out today was ResMed, and it was the stock of the day. They saw its gross margins fall by 2.3% in at the last quarter. And again, on to supply chain there issues. You go. Uh,
0: actually, uh, Jumei Liu from Tribeca Investment Partners and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners. Lots of partners happening here. We're talking <laughs> with Kashi today on the call. Let's hear what they had to say about ResMed.
1: You know, when a uh, growth stock that um, missed analyst expectations and you expect share price to be sold off significantly, um, but it hasn't. Because everyone is expecting a poor result, we know the reason uh, the result was poor was mainly because um, they uh, the supply chain issues that they couldn't couldn't get their hands on the chip. So for me, Resmed is a core cool holding. Uh, it's a strong buy, um, and uh, and this is probably one of the it's the worst result you'd expect. And for a worse result, it's still growing. So um, mm. it's one of those structural leaders, um, and um, and then at this point, it looks pretty attractive.
0: Yeah, I love this one. I've I've been on record for many, many years saying that this is a fantastic one. And and I'll go on record again to say that I think that ResMed is one of those ones that could be the next CSL. I'm comfortable with the stock. I really like the business, but I just think, yeah, you could probably get it a little bit cheaper. So that is ResMed. Both of our expert guests like it. Hard not to, but um, not going in the portfolio at this time. Hey, uh, hot tip. They both discussed Magellan as well. I know plenty of people uh, continue to wonder if it's uh, time to buy into that one. Has a bottom been had? I'm not going to say it. Uh, Listen to Jim Bailey and Adam. You can listen to that in podcast form or you can watch the episode via osbiz.com.au. Hey, I should mention as well, you can catch up this weekend if you've got any time and you missed it with a couple of new programs that we put together this week. Um, Cracking Crypto, one of them today. Andrew had the chance to speak with Ian Love, CEO of Blockchain Assets, all about NFTs. Here is your 101, your ABCs of NFTs. Um, and you can access that actually via the show notes as well. And then another um, another company or show I should say that we put out was uh, the Small Caps this week. Today I spoke with the CEO of Bike Exchange and I talked about Morgan Stanley's top five in the small cap space heading into reporting season. Car's laughing at me right now. <laughs> oh, I love small caps. I love company news. So yeah, reporting season is... Uh,
1: is upon us. I'm excited. Hey, talking of crypto, though, maybe another volatile weekend, given what we've seen this week, and heading into into payrolls on yeah. Friday. I mean, that was a big move that we saw last weekend. So, still sitting around those it key fifty su- like percent from
0: its high. Yeah,
1: key support levels around that thirty-five hundred marks. So,
0: I take that pleasure mark. in some of the memes that come out on <laughs> Twitter. There was one. It was like a group shot of McDonald's employees. And <laughs> the caption was, "Hey, diamond hands." <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> um look, we lo- we love we love talking about all asset classes, don't we? Um, so I think we've covered what's big next week, um, the companies that start to report. And uh, again, if you need to just catch up with some of our big interviews of the week, we have a weekend newsletter called OTC Off the Clock. You can sign up via our webpage and it's just, you know, easy easy stuff to get your your head across and get prepped for the week to come hey i've
1: got mandy Johnny on the trade on monday oh, i'm pretty excited her. and so i'm gonna ask if we can do a bit of a special on managing trading psychology while it's this volatile yeah. how do you manage your nerves when markets are whipping around this fast
0: i'll be watching um look cara should we call it a day yes i think Great. so
1: weekend time
0: have fun you too bye